0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from Luke, the 14th chapter. Jesus is talking about pride, and he says, everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. Everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. Dear friends of Christ, humility is not a trait that just comes naturally for sinners. Uh, Matter of fact, it's a learned trait that comes comes with much training and, and difficulty. As Christians, we learn to humble ourselves. Because that's what being a Christian is all about, is coming before the Lord and saying there's nothing good in me, I have nothing to offer, forgive me, renew me, I'm not worthy of your undeserving love. That's what Christians do, right? We humble ourselves before the cross, and Jesus says in our text, everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. Exalted. And so, our theme this morning the humble are exalted in Christ. Our text begins this way it says, One Sabbath, Jesus was dining with a bunch, uh, with a leader of the Pharisees in his house. And the Pharisees were watching him carefully, watching his every move. Uh, if you've ever seen a rooster crow before, you know, they kind of get their chest full and, you know, they kind of kind of a proud bird and think they're the most important bird in the whole farmyard. And uh, that's what the Pharisees were good at, puffing out their chest and, uh, you know, making themselves look important and good. And You see that happening with kids today in the playground. You know, one kid will, uh, and even when I I do children's sermons for uh, our preschool kids uh, in preschool chapel, I'll tell somebody, you know, you have nice shoes. And then somebody else, arr, ar, arr. what about my shoes? Right? And I'll say somebody, well, I noticed it's your birthday. Arr, ar, arr. Well, I have a birthday too. You know, and it's, it's, just that, it's just that sin nature in us that has to crow and, and, and point at us and, and make everybody think that we're the most important person in the room and that's the way the Pharisees were. And so Jesus walks in this room and he sees a bunch of roosters all crowing and, and thinking that they're so big. And why would Jesus eat with such pregocious people? Why would he waste his time with such braggarts and sinners? Well, it's because they needed Jesus. They needed to be forgiven just like the prostitutes, the proud, the arrogant. The roosters. I had a friend, my mom called my friend the banty rooster. You ever heard that term before? It's an old term, and uh, it, it's, it's used of a, a guy who is usually short in stature, and my friend was diminutive in stature, and yet they'd strut around in, like a banty rooster. A banty rooster is a smaller rooster, but the way he squawks and the way he cocks, he can out rooster and out call any other normal sized rooster. And so that's what he would do. He'd walk around. And and my mom said, "Uh, there's the Banny Rooster. And he didn't like that too much. (laughs) He didn't like being called the Banny Rooster. But again, you know, here you had these guys. They were Banny Roosters. And they were looking to Find fault in Jesus because they didn't like who he was and they didn't like what he was doing and they were watching Jesus carefully have you ever done that looked at somebody and made an opinion of them and in your making of opinion probably let that let that opinion let that opinion become something that you shouldn't have been thinking about you make a first impression and you make that first impression but it's bad people do that all the time look at somebody and say well I know what that person is uh, I had a lady in the checkout line the other day, and I was um, in a hurry. I was trying to get somewhere, and, and you know, she's an older lady trying to pay for her items. She had to have the exact change, and and so the checkout lady is waiting, and she gets her purse out, and, you know, it's a big purse, and coin in the coin's in the bottom, and she's looking for them, and and she's searching, and, and she takes out the Kleenex, and then she takes out her, per, you know, and it you know, takes out a brick, and then takes out a rooster, and there's all kinds of stuff in there, and, and, and you know, finally she finds, you know, she's searching, and, and of course I'm thinking, oh, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I'm frustrated, and, and I get to thinking things um, that probably I shouldn't have thought about too much, and, um, you know, do you, th- do, you do that? find yourself get frustrated and then you make an opinion about somebody and start thinking badly about them and um, how about how much better you would be and how you'd never cause somebody to wait like that and and you're such a better human being than they but after i got past all that initial frustration i looked at her and i saw my grandmother she used to do that take her purse i'd say grandma i need a kleenex just a moment and she'd start to search through that purse and it would take so long and and it would seem like forever and by then it was you know all down on my face and and but she'd eventually find that Kleenex for me right um and and I remembered and I as I thought about that I thought well maybe maybe we should all consider this someday that'll be us And, and someday someone will lose their patience with you And then someday someone will have bad thoughts about you, a bad opinion about you. And as I thought about all that, the lady turned and apologized and said to me, I'm sorry for taking so long. And I smiled at her and nodded my head and said, that's okay. You know, why are people so quick to find fault? So quick to pick on the weakness of others. Why are we so quick to talk behind their backs? To say things, we'd never, say things we'd never, never say to their faces. And we're really getting good on it, good at it on the internet. I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit. But if people talk funny, we mock them. If people look funny, we laugh at them. If people do something foolish, we call them stupid. And if they're of different color skin, oh no, pastor didn't go there, did he? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And if they have different color skin, people are even judged by their color skin. Yeah, some of you still remember the days when down in the south in the water fountains, they'd have a a paper sign saying, for Whiteies only. That's the inner Pharisee shining in each of us the inner Pharisee that lurks inside of us and leads us down a path where we exalt ourselves and bring others down. In the late 1800s, there was an evangelist, and he was an excellent evangelist named Dwight Moody. Maybe maybe, maybe some of you remember that evangelist. He was walking in the streets of Chicago with a friend, and they passed a guy, a homeless man, who was in the gutter drunk. And his friend expressed his, in a self-righteous tone, his disgust. He, He said, that's disgusting. And Dwight Moody responded, he said, here but by the grace of God go I. Today people say all kinds of evil things about each other on the internet. Kids, you play games on the internet, you know what I'm talking about. You play games and as you're playing games, somebody gets frustrated with how you're playing and they don't like the way you're playing because you're beating them. And so they decide to call you a name. You had that happen to you? They start to say all kinds of really bad things. They use bad words, filthy words. And you see those kind of things all day long as you play your little video games. And as you're playing the games and they're all cursing at you, what do you do? How do you respond to all of that attack, that verbal attack that they're giving you? Well, you attack back, don't you? Because that's the inner Pharisee lurking in each of us. As we have to let it out and hurt somebody. Let it out and let our tongue and our mind exalt ourselves and lift ourselves up. To lead the Pharisees to repentance... To make the Pharisees realize that what they were doing was evil and wrong, Jesus told a story about a, good, uh, a, a, a proud Pharisee who went in the temple to pray. And so he stands in the temple in front of all the other people, and he prays out loud. Can you imagine me coming into church while all you are here, and I say, I thank you, God, that I'm not like all those other sinners. They're evil people and robbers and adulterers even like this tax collector over here. And I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of everything I make. And he exalts himself. Jesus was a master at telling stories that would immediately expose the inner, the inner soul of a person, the inner sinful, condemned heart of a person to show the darkness that lurks there the pride, but Jesus here is talking about the self-righteous Pharisee that resides in each of our hearts. And Jesus wants us to recognize our sin, to humble ourselves, repent, to confess our sins and say, everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. But the Pharisees, they're not humble people. They love to exalt themselves, to make others look insignificant so they could be made to look important. And Jesus walks into the room, into that room where everybody's sitting to dine, and he notices that everybody has taken the place of honor. Everybody has taken the best seats. And so Jesus told him a story. He said, if someone invites you to a wedding feast, don't take the place of honor. If you do, someone more honored than you may be invited to take your place. And how embarrassing that would be in front of all the wedding guests. Instead, when you enter the wedding celebration, take a place in the back of the room. And when the host notices you sitting in the back and invites you to move up to a better seat, you'll be honored in the presence of all the people who are there. That rubs against everything inside your soul, doesn't it? It, 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 Something inside of us says, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. If if I did that, if I took the back seat, first of all, nobody would pay attention. Nobody would ever move me up, and I'd just end up sitting in the back seat all the time. And, And no one would ever recognize me. Why should I risk humbling myself? Can you imagine asking a Hollywood star to dress up in street clothes to attend the Oscars? Or you ask that Hollywood star to sit up in the balcony and give and give up their front row seat. They'd never suffer such indignation. However, when it comes to the kingdom of God, humility wins. When it comes to the kingdom of God, it's wise to humble yourself. And that's why Jesus said, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. God's God's word has a way of humbling us. God's word has a way. The Apostle Paul, listen to how he described his life. The great Apostle Paul, the wonderful, he wrote two-thirds of our New Testament. The great Apostle Paul described his life this way. This is a trustworthy saying. It's deserving of acceptance of everyone. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. I'm the worst. Consider this story. A Christian was, had a friend who was lost. Didn't have faith. This Christian wanted his friend to believe in God because his friend was searching for answers in life. And so he was taking his friend through parts of the Bible, and they were going through the part in Romans that, that talks about the sweeping condemnation of humanity. He read these words from Romans 3. There is no one righteous, no, not one. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their feet are swift to shed, their feet are swift to shed innocent blood. And there's no fear of God before their eyes. And as he read these statements, the friend would interrupt him with each statement. And with tears in his eyes, he said, that's me. That's me. And we come before God this morning with tears in our eyes. We say, that's me. We humbly confess our sin like the tax collector in our text this morning who was beating his chest, Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. You see, we have nothing to offer God. Nothing. Nothing. That's why we humble ourselves before Him and call upon His mercy, and that's why we sing, Nothing nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Naked come to Thee for dress, helpless look to Thee for grace. And we come to God naked and in sin, and He robes us with His righteousness. He robes us with the robes of His forgiveness. And He exalts us And He makes us His bride, the church. And He lifts us up and He sits us in seats of honor before His Heavenly Father. And He brags about us. Because God has chosen to give you salvation. He's robed you with His righteousness and He's exalted you. He's chosen to call you His bride, the church. He's chosen to make you a member of His body, the body of Christ. So we humble ourselves. We confess our sins. We acknowledge that we're broken, and He lifts us up, and He forgives us, and He gives us mercy, and He makes us great. He exalts you, so you no longer need to exalt yourself. Look at where you're sitting this morning. You know, you're not sitting in some back seat. You're not in a balcony. You're not in a place of, of dishonor. You are His beloved bride, the church. You, all of you who are humbled by your sin this morning, I want you to listen to the words and treasure how Jesus exalted you this morning. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are a people for God's own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of Christ who has called you out of darkness in His marvelous light. You stand in a wonderful place. And the Lord exalts you in such a way that you want others to have what you have, right? Right? You want others to be exalted. You want others to be lifted up, too. And that's why Jesus tells us, when you have a luncheon or you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite friends, your brothers or relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they might invite you back uh, so that you'll be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, invite the crippled, invite the lame, invite the blind. You'll be blessed. And although they will not be able to repay you, God will repay you at the resurrection of the righteous. Jesus says everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. And it's an honor to share the blessings that God has given to me with others. With people who do not. And the greatest honor honor to offer someone the greatest honor to offer someone who is humbled by their sin is giving them the complete pardon and forgiveness of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because you joyfully wear this robe of Christ's righteousness because he's given you this righteousness as a gift because you've humbled yourself and say Lord I can't stand before you on my own clothe me, robe me. You want other people to be adorned the same way, don't you? You want other people to be exalted the same way, to be lifted up by your Savior? That's exactly what we want for the whole world. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.